What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? We back, we back. Another episode of Big Thuggin'. You know what I'm saying? Well, we talk about everything, you feel me? Everything in the world, everything that's going on. The main topic that's going on right now is this coronavirus. When would it ever stop? Is it a coronavirus or is it a coronavirus? Only time will tell what it really is. But right now, man, we ain't talking about that. We on chapter three of the Auto Thug Agafield Turk. That's right, my book. Y'all can get my book right now directly from me. Follow me on Instagram, hotboyturk underscore 32. DM me, cash app, PayPal, Venmo, $30. Get an autograph signed copy or you can go to lulu.com and get the book from there. On ebook as well. Alright, without further ado, we on chapter three. Chapter three is my childhood. As I grew older, I accumulated a small crew of friends from off the old side of the Magnolia. We got so deep that if one didn't know any better, they would have sworn we were a gang. Bruce Warren, Woo Woo Taz, Patty, Greg, Cornell, King, Garrett, JR, and I were all into sports. But we played Everything like Googie, which was spinning tops, pitch-up tackle, and we also shot marbles. But our favorite game of them all was touch football, and we played all the time in the Taladana court, a.k.a. the TC. Woo-woo was a beast at spinning tops, and he used to crack a nigga top up. The object of the game was to chip the opponent's spinning top. The young thief of the crew, Woo-woo, also used to keep us all straight with his sticky fingers. The nickel and dime stone for Red and Louisiana Street called the Brown Derby often got a visit from Woo Woo. But from the way the owner embraced him, the last thing you would expect was for Woo Woo to be stealing from him. His mother was on crack for as long as I'd known him, and he had three fine ass sisters, especially Chantel. But I was too young for her. In the Magnolia Projects, playing sports was the only alternative besides selling and using drugs. So our football programs meant everything to us. It also provided us with a legitimate way to meet and embrace other friends. But as our little crew who all played together at Shakespeare Park with Coach Leo and Rubber begun playing with other parks, we slowly but surely started to less and less see each other. We remained cool, but we were just on different times now. Bruce Warren and I made our first original crew, and we remained close. Then I met Rat. The first time we met was funny as hell because to keep it 10 times 100, we were about to kick Rat's ass. The nigga took our running so fast that none of us knew where his little scare ass went. Eventually, Rat caught a case and had to go out state, but when he returned, he was kicking everybody's ass in sight for anything. He was now officially one of our homeboys. Another big homie that became one of my closest friends was Craig, a.k.a. Biggie. He stayed with his grandma Ruby and went to a Catholic school called Holy Ghost. Out of all of my homeboys, my mama didn't like Biggie the most because she knew he was a spoiled granny baby and was able to do practically whatever he wanted. At a young age, Biggie smoked cigarettes openly when it was unthinkable for me and unacceptable for my mama. But Biggie and I naturally clicked and our bond was so strong that even mommy eventually accepted it. Mama's friendship with Miss Barbara Stratton also, so much that Mama started attending church with her regularly. Although she never forced church on us, now that I'm older, I can see how she has skillfully incorporated the spiritual messages and lessons she received into us. Even in the projects, Mama seemed to be at peace without the material access. For a few extra dollars, she would braid the younger girl hair. 
Kiki, my girlfriend at the time, and her friends used to also come to our house to get their hair braided. Kiki was much taller than me and had hazel brown eyes. Back then, all the girls our age used to be scared to death of fighting her. I always felt we made an odd couple, but we still used to have plenty of fun. We would go swimming together at Shakespeare Park, and I used to go under her underwater to look at her. I'd swim through her legs, then quickly come up out the water and dunk her. When we, when we could, we would watch movies together at her grandmother's house. And when nobody was there, we would sneak, kiss, and hump each other like we were really doing something. To this day, Kiki and I still cool. Shout out to the Magnolia girls. Usually, our crew went to the DJs held on Magnolia Street in Anoya, and they used to be packed like Freaknik in Atlanta. Food would be laid out like a dog with crawfish, crabs, smoked sausage, potatoes, corn, turkey neck, shrimp, and pig feet. Club Detour by the Melf and Corner Pocket on Louisiana Avenue down the street from the Noya boat used to be popping. I'll never forget those corn and whistle school dances. Any and every kind of party uptown would get just as live and rowdy as a cash money concert where fighting and gunplay were the art of the day. Even our funerals were celebrations known as second lines. T-shirt printed up in memory of the deceased individual would read Magnolia and then it would include the date of birth and on the next line below it were words Magnolia out with the deceased date of death. There would be a huge celebration with the band marching behind the casket, dancing, cooking, smoking, drinking, snorting, you name it. During the celebrations we did it. Key's Food Store was another one of our hangouts. Owned by Jazzy and Wiley, two A-Rap brothers, who on the inside were blacker than my black ass. These were two real motherfuckers. Of all the brothers embraced them as if they were from the Third Wall Magnolia. Sometimes the crew and I would all meet up to attend Super Sunday. And New Orleans Super Sunday had absolutely nothing to do with football in the Super, Super Bowl. Instead, it had everything to do with the ultimate Native American extravaganza, where they showcased their dance, makeup, ending in songs, and costumes. The event brought people from different sides of town together, and most times we end up seeing people we hadn't seen in a while. Indians from all over New Orleans would gather on Washington and Ferret to compete. They then competed on the stage down at Shakespeare Park for trophies that were awarded to the best in each category. The competition at Super Sunday was very serious and even had a reputation for becoming violent, but none of this stopped anything. What a lot of people who attended failed to realize was that underneath the costumes of feathers, makeup, and behind the songs and dances were a bunch of black folks strapped with choppers, axes, knives, you name it. They were armed with weapons to defend themselves against the challenging tribes. During one Super Sunday, it got ugly after two tribes squared off. First, there was a fight that seemed rather routine because there would always be fights that looked as if it was part of their performance. But when guns were fired, we knew that that drama was official. But the crowd of spectators unfazed by the gunfire remained intact, like in ancient Rome. When citizens gathered in a coliseum to witness death for a sport, the drama escalated when one of the chiefs took his ex across the head of the chief of the opposing tribe. Super Sundays were wild and fun. Just normal occurrences to us. Only real niggas could understand the way things were when you were from uptown. You dig? Yeah, man. If y'all want to read more, y'all stay tuned for chapter four. Or y'all just go get the book. Like I say, y'all follow me on Instagram. Hot boy Turk underscore 32. If you can't wait to hear chapter four, 
You can always go to Lulu.com and purchase the book. You know, I know this coronavirus thing going on, but your book normally take three to five business days to get to you. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, if you get it directly from me, you get an autograph signed by original Hot Boy Turk itself. You know, until next time on Big Thuggin', y'all already know what it is. Stay home, stay safe.